Welcome to this podcast from We Thrive, the web-based tool to improve motivation, engagement and staff retention by finding out what's getting in the way of work satisfaction so your managers can do something about it. The We Thrive Managers Toolkit Chapter 1 Setting them up to succeed Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, three sets of conditions have to be met for it to work well. This applies whether you're having a social conversation or doing brain surgery. We don't talk about these things much, so when things go wrong, we tend not to understand why. So here are three vital questions to ask your people and yourself. 1. Are they completely clear about what they're doing? This is all about communication and language, an area we go into further later in this series of podcasts. It's astonishing how often people are expected to get on with jobs that are inadequately defined, in language they don't really understand, for reasons they don't get, for a customer they feel no connection to. This is not very motivating. So, in brief, you need your staff to understand clearly and accurately who they're working for and why, and what a difference it will make to the customers' lives. They need to have a clear picture of what their own team is supposed to be doing, and to feel inside themselves that the rest of the team are on the same page, that they have the same picture in their head of what they're supposed to be doing and what the end goal is. They also need to be certain of their own expected performance within this because it has been defined in concrete language. Work doesn't generate motivation otherwise. The brain fog and unease caused by abstract language is a massive problem in many companies, and we'll come back to it in more detail in this series. Second thing, do they have everything they need in order to do the work? This sounds more straightforward, but even in the best organised workplaces, there will be times when people just don't have the knowledge, skills or resources they need in order to work well, at least for some of the time, and especially when roles, job specs, technical conditions, etc. are changing. You could benefit from a system that diagnoses those resource gaps for you automatically and regularly, keeping your team's capability where it should be. The third question is, do they actually want to be there? This gets you to the $64,000 question. Why do people want to do some things and not others? Why do they put 100% into some activities but then just mark time? It's very rarely anything to do with money. It's all about much subtler human emotional systems, and to get to the bottom of this you need to understand intrinsic motivation. If you can arrange for your workplace to meet the innate needs of your people, they will want to be there. Arrange for the work to work properly for them, and they'll want to do it, and then they'll do it well. The easiest way to find out all you need to know about why your team aren't doing as they should, or are doing what they shouldn't, is to use the WeThrive online system, and you can try it on 10 members of your staff absolutely free at wethrive.net. Some organisations like to ask these kind of questions as part of the annual performance reviews, but we're seeing the start of what we think is going to be a powerful trend away from once-a-year reviews and towards a more continuous coaching relationship. This needs management time, of course, so a system that knows what's up and means that the managers don't have to do the legwork. They can sit down and get on with making things better. When managers have come to some conclusions about what might be going wrong, no matter how they've acquired that information, they'll need to be able to make the best possible use out of the conversation that follows. So here's a framework to help those conversations go well. In any discussion, especially reviews and appraisals, it can be really hard to review the last year without causing upset. It's often difficult to know what to put in as goals for this year, especially after some time of limited progress. And as time goes by, the staff's enthusiasm for achieving those manufactured goals falls off as well. This also applies in everyday coaching conversations and one-to-ones, and we know how many managers would love a framework that makes them easier. So first, try holding the conversation in this order. Start by discussing something that is working, wherever possible, talking about an aspect of the job that has been going well. 
Doing this raises the level of serotonin in the bloodstream, making both parties feel better, generating a positive mood. This improves rapport, reduces defensiveness, raises intelligence and improves communication, increasing the chance of getting an agreement over what to do next. It's a good idea to hold in this phase of the conversation until any defensiveness has subsided, until the shoulders have gone down and conversation is starting to flow naturally. Second, let's move on to what could be better. Approaching the issues at hand. You may have to go over stuff that didn't quite work in this person's working life, but when doing this, you risk generating a soup of emotions, embarrassment, resentment at having been left exposed, feelings of guilt or stupidity, and so on. This risks souring the next phase when you'll need to collaborate to set useful goals. If this is the case, you'll benefit from using our framework for holding a no-blame conversation in the next chapter. Practice this hard because it gives you the best chance to get something useful out of the process. Also, listen to the section on reframing. This is the process of hijacking disappointments and turning them into opportunities, which changes the atmosphere of the conversation and increases the chance of useful change. Now you can get into phase three. Building the future. People are most likely to cooperate fully and change for the better if they feel that you really know what's getting in the way of their success and care about sorting that out. So knowledge, careful consideration of comprehensive data, is vital here. If you can home straight in on the places where improvement is most needed and will bring the best results, your team member will sense that you know how to help, that you're acting genuinely as a leader, in other words, and they'll want to join in. The quickest and easiest way to get to the heart of the matter is to let We Thrive ask the questions and deliver you the most important goals on a plate. These are the things that really matter to that employee in their own words, so you'll automatically get an easier buy-in for them. In the next podcast, we'll expand on how you do this with a framework that will help you walk new ideas into someone's head so that they really take root. This podcast came from We Thrive, the key to a happy, motivated and engaged team. Find out more at wethrive.net.